Uh, Luke chapter 13, beginning in verse 16. I hear the word of God. This is Jesus saying, And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? As he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame. All the people rejoiced at all the glorious things that were done by him. He said, therefore, what is the kingdom of God like? And to what shall I compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his garden. And it grew and became a tree. And the birds of the air made nests in its branches. And again he said, to what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It is like leaven that a woman took and hid and three measures of flour until it was all leavened. Grass withers, the flower fades, uh, but the word of the Lord uh, endures uh, forever. I think I can only start this, uh, this message by apologizing uh, for the main points if you've already looked down at them. Um, I, I just have to, because first of all, because they rhyme. Um, right, starts small, grows tall, affects all. It's, it's horrible, right? If anything is deeply, deeply oversimplistic, um, I'm afraid it would lead you to miss the, the depth of the passage, to not see uh, the relevance of the things that Jesus uh, talks about in it. Um, recognize it could also sound very patronizing. You could be a little bit insulted by this. It's childish, more like a nursery rhyme or something. It starts small, from small to tall and all, right? Um, uh, and I hope the points don't lead you to expect um, um, that there's not much here or in this passage. My, my only real defense is that the other options that I could come up with may have even been worse. Um, but at least they highlight for you uh, three of the significant aspects of these parables, these two parables that go together uh, that Jesus talks about here. And maybe uh, it'll help you appreciate that Jesus uses stories, uh, that he uses a narrative uh, to get it across instead of just uh, three main points here of, of teaching something. Uh, and in that narrative, you see uh, the richness, uh, you see the depth. Uh, you see the impact as you draw your as you're drawn uh, into it and see the relevance of what it speaks uh, about God's kingdom. Um, maybe that's not much of an apology because I'm still going to use those three points. So <laughs> hopefully it's it's mildly mildly helpful, but more so that the passage would be. Uh, put a little bit of the context in there because the passage the, the parable starts with therefore. Uh, Jesus said, therefore, so it's telling you whatever's been going on in the context is, is really uh, important. Uh, and just before that, what you see uh, is that his adversaries were put to shame and people rejoiced at all the glorious things that were done by him. Uh, so this comes at an important point in Jesus's ministry uh, as, he, as he tells these, this parable. Uh, people are starting to get excited. Um, the opposition is starting to not have much effect uh, against him. Uh, they're being shamed. They're being put aside. Um, it's, uh, maybe Jesus' ministry is, is gaining a new level of notoriety, uh, popularity. People are starting to take notice. There's a little bit of uh, recognition. Uh, but with that can come a lot of misunderstanding. 
So Jesus uh, gives us some comparisons. He's, what Jesus' ministry from the beginning has been about has been the kingdom of God. He is proclaiming to us uh, God's rule and how God is reigning and what he is, what he is doing. Um, and so here he says, he's going to give a couple, what, what can I compare the kingdom of God to? Uh, to what can I liken it to you so that you have a little bit more understanding? I think a lot of times just when we use comparisons, what we're trying to do is like, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of get it, but let me see. Well, it's kind of more like this. Right? Like maybe you start to have some understanding of what Jesus is doing. People are getting excited about it. They're, they're amazed at these uh, glorious things that Jesus is doing. Uh, the opposition is put to shame, but he's saying there's, there's more to it. There, there's something that you might miss. And so he gives these, gives these two uh, comparisons about the all-important teaching of the kingdom of God. He gives one parable about a man sowing a mustard seed that grows into a tree with birds in the branches. Another parable about a woman. Uh, similarly, it hides uh, leaven uh, in, in the flour and the dough um, until the whole thing is leavened. But he's telling us this for us to learn something about the kingdom. Uh, so what I think we have to ask as we look at this passage is to think, what do we expect from God's kingdom? Uh, maybe what do we expect uh, Jesus to be doing? What do we expect Christianity to be? Do we expect our relationship with Jesus to be? Uh, how do we expect the world to be changing or ourselves to be changing? What do we expect God to be doing for how he rules, uh, for what he's doing, when he uh, brings it about? Whether as a Christian embracing that kingdom, seeing yourself as part of it and going, well, yeah, but what is it? How's it, how's it go? Or maybe even as a, as a non-Christian uh, coming to it and maybe having criticism of it. Um, maybe, maybe things against it or just uh, thinking that's not really the way things uh, should be. If someone's going to claim that here's God, but here's the way the world works, what, what's, what's really going on? Uh, but whether Christian or non-Christian or anywhere on the spectrum uh, in between, I think there's plenty of times where we've been, plenty who have been disappointed, who've been confused because God doesn't work the way that we expected him to. Um, maybe, maybe rocked, maybe thrown back, uh, maybe frustrated and angry, uh, maybe excited and thrilled at other times. The different expectations that we're off. I think we have a tendency in, in two different ways, uh, kind of take this angle on all these as we look at it. There's a tendency toward uh, overstatement, and then there's the tendency toward uh, understatement. Maybe that's the optimist and the pessimist. The people are getting excited. Here's this kingdom. Look at these things Jesus is doing. The opposition is just shamed. Here's where it's all going to go. Jesus said, let me tell you what it's going to be like. Uh, maybe those, that's those against it going here where it's come to now, but, but certainly, certainly won't uh, continue to go this way. Um, either that overstatement or that understatement can easily miss the significance of the kingdom of, of Jesus. Tell us this parable. Sorry, you're just going to have to put up with it. He, he tells us that the kingdom of God starts small. I won't connect in with the other points. Uh, <clears throat> starts, it starts small. At the beginning, we could describe, uh, describe God's kingdom as, as underground. Um, literally, right? That's, the seed is, is sown, it's planted underground. Uh, it's, it's, it's underground. It's, it's hidden. She hides it in the, uh, in the rest of the flower. It's, it's fringe. Put it this way. Um, in other words, it's the, it's the hipster's dream religion. 
It's underground. It's authentic. It's fringe. People haven't heard about it. They don't know what's really uh, going on there. It's, it's, the, um, it's the incredible band that no one else knows about yet. Uh, that you, because, I mean, you can't just download them online. You have to get the, you have to get the actual record. <laughs> Take it home and put it on your put it on your player because it's because it's incredible and you listen to that and this is your thing and it's awesome and it's small no one else knows about it but it's but it's grand and you love it and your whole heart's given into it right um, or maybe it's like the dive restaurant uh, that no one else wants to go to for me that's Guthrie's but you know um, the dive restaurant people don't know about because it's not even on t- the Tennessee Strip or somewhere else but you found it and their burgers are amazing or the whatever and they have bacon on everything right. Um, and, and, and so whatever, this perfect uh, picture that you can take of it and post on Instagram, like here, here it is, right? Just the, um, but it's this small, it's this uh, obscure uh, thing. It's, it's super authentic. Um, there's a smallness that Jesus talks about to the kingdom. Mustard seed, uh, this, this leaven. It, it seems negligible to most folks. Seems inconsequential uh, to the majority. Uh, but there's but there's something to it. Um, it is certainly uh, super authentic. And here at this point, as it's gaining a little notoriety, a little popularity, um, it even seems to be overthrowing the mainstream. Right here's the here's the Pharisees, the leaders in the synagogues being uh, being put to, to shame. There's a there's a deep irony uh, in, a, in a reversal to it. Uh, if you look back a few verses at the context, uh, it, it comes really in with this incredible story of Jesus is, is in the synagogue uh, teaching. And there's a woman who's, who's disabled. Uh, she's bent over, can't stand upright, difficulty uh, moving. And Jesus uh, speaks to her, calls her over and says, woman, you're freed uh, from your disability. So on the Sabbath, one of the rulers of the synagogue, teachers of the synagogue, stands up and, and tells everyone just how horrible this is. Uh, we have six days that you can be worried about work, and then you can come on one of those days to be healed, but this is a day uh, for rest. Uh, and Jesus responds, uh, undercutting him to say, hey, you would, you would be concerned for your, for your ox or your animal to be untied so it could go free, so it could have some rest and refreshment uh, and lead it to water so that it could drink. Uh, how much more so this woman? All right. So, so if the mainstream establishment is the is the synagogue, uh, here's this irony, this great reversal uh, that that comes um, in the healing of a disabled woman. Um, the emphasis falls on this disabled woman being healed in the synagogue on uh, the Sabbath, and despite the authority opposing it. And it's telling us something about what the kingdom of God looks like. The kingdom of God comes for uh, the needy and the broken, uh, the transformation uh, that it brings and the rest that it leads us to. And as that ruler or the synagogue opposes him and says something, it, it draws out that they're not leading to rest. They're not leading uh, to, to the goodness and the freedom uh, that Christ is proclaiming uh, in the kingdom. Uh, but here that this woman is experiencing. And when you see the way Jesus describes it uh, in verse 16 that I have out for you, he says, you would say she shouldn't be healed. You'd let your animals be untied uh, to get water. And oft not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, look at how he says it, whom Satan bound for 18 years, how long it says she's been disabled. Should she not be loosed from this bond uh, on the Sabbath day? 
The kingdom of God isn't just undercutting some things that are wrong in the world or the, or the mainstream religious authority. Um, it, is, it is loosening the bond of Satan, the things that he has brought out, the wrongs uh, all around, and, and bringing new freedom uh, and bringing rest, uh, bringing hope uh, that wasn't given uh, in the mainstream that just led to disappointment to a woman for 18 years uh, there but not even being able to stand up straight. And they start to get excited, and Jesus says, yes, but let me, let me tell you a parable about the kingdom of God, uh, of what it's like. It's like a mustard seed. The other parables would bring, uh, statements of this parable, bring it out uh, even some more. Just how tiny a uh, mustard seed is, probably like, let's see a little hole in there, so right about that big. Apparently it's like a little bit between a, a piece of, a grain of salt, what I would think of as a grain of salt, and a piece of pepper, <laughs> right? Like, right somewhere in there is a, is, is a mustard seed. So is this what the kingdom of God's like? Like this little bitty, tiny mustard seed uh, that someone took, that a man took and planted in the ground. So you walk around, you look at the dirt, and you're like, it just looks like a pile of dirt to me. <laughs> right? There's nothing there that seems like you would take notice of it. There's nothing there that seems like it's going to happen. Maybe you notice, oh, there's this little thing, uh, this little black part in the middle of the rest of the, rather, rest of the brown spots. Um, it, it seems uh, insignificant. It doesn't matter. It's hardly visible. It's telling us that that's telling us something about the kingdom of God. Uh, that it doesn't come maybe with all the flash and the glory and the hype uh, that, we, that we often start off looking for. If something's really important, if it's really going to matter, uh, surely, surely the neon signs are going to be glaring and flashing, right? Surely there's going to be ads about it and advertisements, and here's, here's how we're going to know. Um, the kingdom of God is like this tiny seed just under the earth. Someone's planted there. Or he gives the uh, image of the woman, uh, not, just, not just for the males, female, female image uh, as well, as he just, spoke, uh, just healed uh, this woman. Uh, if you know Luke, he brings these, uh, Luke's gospel brings this out again and again. He speaks of this Im- image that, the, that women would have very much uh, related to at this time. If someone... Very common uh, thing, like the mustard tree was a common uh, bush or tree or plant um, there that she's, she's baking bread. Um, and she takes a little bit of leaven and she, praise it, she hides it uh, in to the rest of the flour. If you're looking at the whole thing, you're not even sure where the leaven is and how it, how it works in, but she, she works it uh, all the way through can't tell that it's there. It's a small amount compared to uh, lots and lots of flour here. Now, listen, this isn't just saying uh, value everything that's small, right? Maybe you had a small start to the day-to-day, but that could lead somewhere and get really great. Maybe this feels like a small start in your career, but, but think of the steps that that could go and where it could lead to. There's, there's tons of truth in some of those things, and that's great. That's wonderful. This is not what Jesus is talking about. Um, he's telling us about the kingdom. He's not just saying, hey, the hipster is right, Uh, smaller is better, Uh, less known is where it's at and where the significance is. Find something that no one else knows and grab hold of it, and that's where you're going to find meaning and hope and identity and that you're the one that knows about this, and this is the thing that uh, that you value different from other people. Um, He's telling us about the, the kingdom. And the expectation at the time was that the kingdom of God was going to come 
like a flash with, with glory and judgment and victory. Here they've been waiting for the Messiah that God would, would bring. They're under Roman rule and they're waiting for him uh, to come uh, and, and, and defeat uh, the Roman Empire. Uh, and, and put down the, the Jewish flag, as it were, and say, uh, here's the way it works now. Everyone bows the knee to me. Um, this is the new kingdom. This is God's reign now in its fullness. And Jesus says, let me tell you about the kingdom of God. Like this little tiny mustard seed playing on the ground. It's like this little bit of leaven that you can't even tell is there, uh, hidden within the hole of the flower. It tells you a lot about uh, the kingdom of God. It tells you here, as you're looking at it historically with what would come from Christ, that their expectation for the kingdom of coming was, was way off. And I think a lot of times we still have that uh, same off expectation for what the kingdom of God should look like. Um, it, it starts off in a very backwoods place uh, with some Jewish baby being born in a stable somewhere without, light, uh, without all the... All the, all the glory um, and the, uh, the excitement of it. Um, looked out in the view of world history, here in this one small tribe, uh, one small family in this one small tribe, in this one small uh, group of people in one place, uh, God himself comes down and things begin to change. It's not the way uh, we expect it. Uh, even looking at Jesus' life, and his ministry does some amazing things, signs, wonders, miracles, healings, uh, impressive uh, teaching that people get excited about until there's more and more opposition uh, that builds. And while here the opposition is shamed, uh, not very long before it's, uh, for all the shame is laid on Christ, before he is mocked uh, and flogged and rejected, uh, even by his close friends, and there's no one uh, hardly left to follow him. He's nailed uh, to a Roman cross, uh, judged, uh, condemned, and breathes his last. Because that's what the kingdom of God is like. It starts a small, uh, like this mustard seed. You look at the beginning of the church. Uh, Christ being raised and speaking uh, to a few who are doubtful, like Thomas, could this really be? I won't believe until I can see him and touch him. And Jesus appeared uh, to others. And, and then as he ascends, something, something more begins to happen. And, and so this major world religion, as we see it now, with such influence, uh, started very small in what seemed to the Roman Empire at the time very inconsequential that we don't really need to worry very much about, even in the early days of it. I think that's really significant for us and how we expect God to work now. A lot of times we think, okay, God, here, I'm giving myself to you. I'm coming to your word. I'm looking for change. And now make it all wonderful. Change is slow. Uh, and the glory doesn't follow along quick uh, with it. Uh, and sometimes it seems like the good that's there is hidden and can't be seen. Sometimes it feels very inconsequential, uh, even when you just look at what it is that you maybe believe uh, and how that might affect uh, your life or the world around you and what God may be doing. Um, often disappointed when it seems uh, so small. I think it 
applies a lot to how we would how I would look at RUF, how I want y'all to, to look at the campus, to say, what effect could you have? Uh, fun room, I like being in this room. You know, you're full with the number of chairs uh, that we have there, but, but what would this be? What, how would this matter? There's such a big campus. So many people out here. Um, uh, that the kingdom of God uh, starts small, uh, underground, hidden, a fringe. Uh, but not just the way that the hipster wants it to be uh, small, in a way that they can control, that it's, that it's his or hers only because you know about it. We're the ones who are the insiders. Others are kept out. It's contained. It's safe. And we have a sense of belonging here with just this. Um, starts small, but that's, that's not all that the kingdom is. And so it's just this mustard seed. Uh, so secondly, grows tall. Um, you can describe it as uh, the Jesus description is saying that the kingdom will be trending, that there will be uh, some point where people will say about this, uh, biggest deal ever, right? All, the, all these, it would be wildly uh, significant and wildly uh, popular. Uh, if I can put it this way, if I'm uh, just, just having a little fun in my mind, messing around with the generational things and hipster or whatever, right? But so the generational like millennials, I think y'all are still millennials. If not, they just haven't come up with like a new name for what your generation actually is. You're like tagged in uh, with, with some of these others. But the, it's like the millennials uh, dream of being part of something that actually goes global. Uh, that has a worldwide uh, tremendous uh, significance. It's a huge success and impact that what you're doing uh, has, has the fullness of uh, significance. We may like downplay what we're doing a lot of times. It's cooler to just you know, pull, it, pull it down. But still what we want is recognition. Still what we want is to be part of something uh, bigger uh, that matters. That's not just some insignificant seed uh, stuck in the ground. Uh, that's, a, that's a majestic uh, tree uh, that's, that's providing a place of, of shade and places that other things uh, would come and have recognition in. It's big, it's popular, uh, it's spreading. But Jesus tells a parable a little bit different. There's, there's that truth of it, of it growing, but uh, some of the other parables will speak more of how it comes. But this, this thing that starts off so small and insignificant is what becomes the big tree. Uh, with things on his branches. But it's, it's kind of interesting, a lot of the other passages in Scripture where we talk about uh, this tree, go back to uh, some of the Psalms, especially Ezekiel 17, Daniel 4, would talk about a kingdom uh, as a tree, as a great tree that would grow up. At one point it talks about the top of it being cut down, another part uh, being planted uh, for, it to, for it to come. Um, but, but he doesn't talk about it as this great tree, the cedar, right? the cedars of Lebanon and their, and their strength. Uh, he talks about it as this common bush, uh, as this common uh, plant, uh, the mustard uh, tree, that as, it, as it's planted, it has so many seeds in its, in, its, um, uh, in its pods that it's hard to ever get rid of because it's continually replanting itself, um, uh, continually uh, growing, but it's the common uh, thing that's there again and again. Or as it speaks of the other analogy in the leaven, uh, it's, it's hidden, it's folded into the leaven, but, uh, but it's uh, it, you know, three measures of flour uh, until the whole thing is, is leavened. But that would, uh, the commentators say, that would be enough to feed more than 100 people. It's not just a common, common meal, it's something that, that applies much, much broader, a big uh, impact with it. Um, but it's, it doesn't just come and start in this fullness of, of height uh, or significance. But what, is, what starts off small 
uh, becomes big, it grows uh, not significant, uh, organically, uh, progressively, um, finding, finding its full aim. Now, it's not just saying then, uh, you know, the go big or go home. If something's not popular, you don't need to uh, worry about it unless it's hit, you know, high enough on the charts, uh, the top 100, then it's probably not something that you even need to worry about. If it's not a style that's accepted by everyone else, uh, then you'll just be an outcast if you're, if you're part of it. Um, it's not just telling us to go with what's big or what's popular. It's telling us something about the kingdom. A kingdom that would start one way but doesn't end in that same uh, place uh, of insignificance or small, inconsequential uh, negligibility. Um, though Christ was born uh, in, a, in a stable in the backwoods of Bethlehem, uh, where is he now? Uh, but sitting at the right hand of God the Father, ruling over all things, uh, ruling over the universe. And scripture would talk about it, that he is ruling uh, until all things will be placed under his feet. Uh, and the last enemy to be placed under his feet would be uh, death. Uh, that there's a, there's a different place that it's come to from what it started about. And these people, even when they're getting excited about the kingdom, as they see Jesus hearing this disabled woman, uh, it's, it's speaking uh, to much more. He says, beyond what they can even dream of or expect, in that moment as they start to get excited, uh, the kingdom becomes much, much more. It is God himself for us, representing us, reigning for his people and eventually making all things right. Uh, so that church that started with a few people who struggled uh, to believe uh, and doubted and, and waited uh, were filled uh, with the Spirit, and many more were drawn in. And what started then is a small uh, group of people in the upper room, you know, what we refer to as, as Pentecost, uh, now is one that stretches around the globe. That uh, has impacted so many um, peoples, languages, tribes, and nations. Um, that is the most influential uh, world religion and, and so many things like that. And yet, and yet that's not even still the fullness of what Christ is talking about. Um, it's not full until he's speaking of that time when Christ returns. Uh, so, so it's not the millennial dream of just having that global significance and all uh, now and in glory with flash and hype and, and spin. Uh, it's gradual, organic, unfolding, uh, but it still is that until that day when Christ returns. Until that day when all things are made new uh, and made right. Uh, the new age uh, when all is perfect and all longings are fulfilled. <clears throat> The, that the longing is to just have it now. There's still more that's to come. But that Christ is able to fully bring out. What starts as a seed uh, becomes the tree branching out. What starts as a dough is worked uh, throughout the whole. Uh, so thirdly then, uh, affects all. Um, just more briefly with this, it falls into the other one. But uh, there's this weird thing where why, is it, why are there birds Come along. It became a tree, and the birds of the air made nests in its branches. Or it speaks to the flower. Um, she hid the three measures in the flower until the whole uh, thing was leavened. Uh, and and the, the birds in several other passages in Scripture are talked about that, that within this kingdom there are those who find rest, who find refreshment, in relation to the uh, leaven, who find uh, nourishment uh, and growth uh, within it. 
Uh, what would often be described uh, as the Gentiles being those birds, others who weren't just part of the garden uh, brought into it. Maybe it's planted in the garden. Maybe it's those that many people wouldn't want there within the garden. Look at those Jewish uh, leaders. Uh, but now they've found a safe haven, a place to live, to dwell, uh, to make their, make their nest. Um, the seed that was just planted within the dirt has grown up uh, into an oasis of sorts. Um, and this uh, leaven that was placed into uh, the flower uh, continues in this pervasive and deep growth until the whole thing uh, has been leavened, until it's changed uh, the way of the whole uh, that, it, that it's part of. Uh, God's kingdom isn't just, isn't just sitting uh, and waiting until that time when then everything is boom, something changes. Um, it is... <clears throat> It is like the mustard seed continuing uh, continuing to grow and to be there. It's like the leaven working its way through the whole thing. That we would look at a disabled woman being healed and go, wow, that was pretty cool. Um, but then think, well, what else is he going to do? Where does it go from here? And the gospel teaches us uh, to, to, to see that and go, here's the kingdom of God uh, coming. Here's healing and rest that wouldn't be uh, found before. Uh, and here's this woman now representing the work that God has done in her. And then it spreads out from her, maybe slowly, uh, but gradually and yet beautifully with a deep, deep impact as the gospel comes uh, and affects us. And it starts in a small way, maybe a word spoken to you by a friend or a word that you speak to a friend. Uh, a few things uh, that were said or, or, or things that stayed with you, words of scripture, and yet they continue to work and to work and to work themselves out until the, until the whole is changed. Um, a believer's living as part of Christ's kingdom uh, in the world, and it doesn't just to have some small incontrolable effect into the whole. Nor is it that the Christians come and we're now going to take over America or we're going to take over this country uh, for, for our, our beliefs and our growth. And yet in these small ways, pervasively throughout the whole, uh, God makes his glory known uh, for the birds, uh, for the others, for the many that would feed and find rest and find nourishment uh, part, of, part of it. What are your expectations for the, for the kingdom of God and how it works in you? What are your expectations for what happens when you come to RUF on a Thursday night? Uh, when maybe you show up in church on a Sunday morning, when maybe you open your Bible and read, or when you pray, or when you talk to a friend, or you go to a small group, or you have some of these conversations, or what are your expectations as you would uh, speak about Jesus to someone? As you would open the word with someone else uh, to talk to them. What are your expectations, expectations for Christianity, for Christ, for the gospel, for the kingdom of God and how it will grow? Are you only content if there's some huge uh, flash and exciting thing to jump on and be part of? Or do you feel like, no, everything has to just be small and stay small and that's where the, that's where the real things are found. Get in something that you can kind of feel, uh, feel known, controlled, and, and part of, and that's where you can rest. Uh, or is it realizing that God, though, though beginning like a, what appears to us totally without consequence, 
uh, not having much ability to do anything, yet that God would so work in it uh, to transform and reshape uh, the whole of society, the whole of the universe, the whole uh, age uh, that Christ uh, will bring when he returns. It's not just something that... uh, do we feel like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe we're hyping this too much and people are going to end up being disappointed because Christ is able to bring out uh, the fullness of perfection in the new age. <clears throat> it's not something uh, that's just the understatement of, well, it you know, doesn't, doesn't really matter. Here's, here's these things. Uh, there's more to it of what is, is, what is brought. It, <clears throat> play in the sense that it has that critique for the hipster that there's something that the that the that the millennial hipster longs for and this small but authentic thing there's something there to, to connect that says yes yes and the kingdom of god has this unseen significance that goes beyond that but still critiques it to say it doesn't stay a small and of your control just for your belonging it goes beyond you has something to say to the millennials, a longing for something to be big and worthwhile and glorious and hope, but it critiques and says it doesn't just all come with a bang or in a moment. Uh, there's slow progression, organic growing uh, that goes even beyond what we would expect, what we would hope. <clears throat> Jesus in a synagogue on a Sabbath takes a disabled woman and enables her to stand straight have freedom, uh, to be loose from Satan's uh, bonds of sin that she's suffered in for 18 years and gives hope and speaks of something more about his kingdom. And he says still to us, to what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It's like a mustard seed that a man planted in the ground uh, that became great, (coughs) a great tree that the birds of the air found their nest in it. Or to what shall I liken it? Like a, a woman, uh, it's like the leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour until it was all leaven. There's a place for us to hope uh, and long and be confident, even from the standpoint of need and struggle. That Christ bring, gives rest and hope and freedom and confidence for the kingdom of God.